the Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Good afternoon, everybody. What's going on? Eric Franson, AJ Salveson here on the Full Court Press. Uh, boy, what a day today. Uh, rumors started flying around earlier this morning. It became a little bit more real as the day went on, and it seems to be all but confirmed from Utah State officially, but it looks like the Aggies have their next head coach. We'll be talking about that, who he is, what we know about him. Is that a good fit? For Utah State, want to get your reactions to that 435-339-0321 or you can message us directly through the 106.9 The Fan mobile app. Um, a lot of people reacting to this. Uh, i got to be honest, I'm seeing a lot of positive reactions to this. I haven't seen anything negative as of yet, but still want to get your reactions to it. We'll, we'll dive deeper on that. Um, We've got our pick six we're going to do today, six things we think might happen this weekend. Uh, ESPN Plus, have uh, they've ranked the top 100 players in the NBA. Where are the, any jazz players on that list? You, you'd imagine that there would be, there should be. Uh, where are they this year compared to where they were a year ago? Uh, surprising that almost all of them dropped compared to a year ago, and some of them significant drops. So we can debate that, the, the wisdom <laughs> of those rankings and uh, what they really mean for the Jazz. They do have their first preseason game coming up this weekend. Uh, we'll have it here on the fan, Sun, or excuse me, Saturday night. So uh, a couple of the things that we'll get into here on the Full Court Press. But first and foremost, uh, no more delays on this. Reports started swirling earlier this morning. Uh, this morning. Uh, there were reports coming out of uh, Arkansas State that their head coach, would be resigning his post with the Red Wolves and coming to Utah State University. Blake Anderson, uh, it's been all but confirmed officially from the U- from Utah State University, but multiple outlets are reporting, including the Associated Press, that uh, Blake Anderson is coming to Utah State to be the next head coach. Uh, I have two quick questions. Uh, one is your reaction to that news. And two, how does this affect the final game of the regular season? How, do the, how does this team react to this news that this means Frank Miley will not be the next head coach? What will they go out there and do for Frank Miley as a final last hurrah for this, A, for this season, and B, for Frank Miley? If it is his last hurrah at Utah State, on a Utah State sideline, I don't know that for sure. Uh, I can only imagine he's got to be upset that he didn't get the job. Would he be willing to stick around? I don't know. I would love it if he would. I think it would have been a great deal to the players who are here, uh, just considering his history with the program, what he's done in recruiting, and to have that continuity of a coaching staff. But at the same time, I can't fault the guy for saying, hey, you you passed me over twice now. I think it's time for me to go somewhere else. So, Ajay, your first reactions today as this became more and more of a reality that Blake Anderson would be the next head coach for Utah State football. 
you know, I <laughs> I got a text from somebody last night, uh, and they and they said they got their guy. I said, oh, their guy. So uh, I, I, you know, I threw out a couple names, and and uh, or I said, give me give me two details on him that would um, explain most likely what we're dealing with. And he said, non-P5 guy with a cheap buyout. And I was like, really? Non-P5? And then he said, oh, and last thing, no one's, not one person in the rumor mill slash media world has mentioned his name. Not one. So I threw all of my guesses out the window. Like I, you know, Leopold, Hill, uh, geez, anybody Brian Johnson, Dylan, I just everybody Skip I thought Holt. of first. Skip Holtz, all those things gone out with Sean Lewis of Kent State. I heard was very impressive in Helfrich, his interview. The former guy yep. at Oregon, Helfrich, who by the way wanted to be want, the first time around, really wanted the job. Uh, and uh, and they and then they said, "I'll t- I'll talk to you tomorrow morning." And I was like, "Wait, wait, what? No, 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 no." <laughs> and so I'm going through this list of people, and I'm and and nothing's really coming clear to me, and then. I uh, got a text this morning, and they said, uh, Google Blake Anderson. So I did, and I was like, why? That, that was my first question is, is why? And, uh, um, and they said, look, this is a home run hire for Mr. Hartwell. This is a home run hire for this team and for this university in the athletics. Uh, and I still didn't quite understand, so I called you, and we talked for a little bit, and Eric, you've been killing it with the research on this. Uh, saw your tweets, which were awesome. Uh, you've you've been uh, diving really deep on this guy and, and to find out what he's all about. Uh, and you'll give out some numbers here, which will be really interesting. But I don't know, man. Blake Anderson kind of took me off guard. I'm not going to lie to you, especially with some of the names I was hearing around the rumor mill. And maybe some said no. Maybe some were left for two for other offers, bigger raises and whatnot. But. Hey, Blake Anderson it is from Arkansas State. You know, and it's it's interesting. Uh, obviously, Blake Anderson, uh, it was a really great article about, I think, two years ago on ESPN. His wife had cancer, um, and then he would, you know, he'd honor in so many ways, but then she passed away. And um, there's a piece in an article that talks about how, like, Coach Anderson was just tired of, of driving everywhere he was in Arkansas State and seeing his wife. You know, seeing the restaurant, thinking of his wife. Seeing the park, thinking of his wife. Seeing the stadium, thinking of his wife. Just everywhere he went. And he couldn't escape that. And not that he wants to leave the memories of his wife behind, but it, it just it hit him so hard, and I think it became kind of exhausting. And so now uh, he comes to Utah State uh, with a really fresh start, uh, a chance to build the staff he wants to build it as. And by the way, an individual texted me and said, an, a former Aggie, is coming back to be on the staff. Well, I don't I, know who I, that is. Yeah, I don't know who that is. I mean, I've seen rumors. He's reaching out to a lot of P5 guys to come to Utah State. Great. Uh, you know what? More uh, power to you. Sure. Uh, but here's here's what we know about Blake Anderson. And we'll get to your texts here in just a moment. Continue to, to send them in. Uh, I love getting the reactions. We'll get to that. So to keep sending them in. You want to get your reactions to the news today. That looks like Blake Anderson who was the head coach at Arkansas State since 2014, will be coming to Utah State to be the, its next head coach. Uh, but I want to get to something that you said. Uh, this is from George Stoya. Uh, and this was an article, apparently, that he wrote. 
something that uh, um, he reached out to um, to Coach Anderson. Now he was he was a hot commodity a year ago, last year. But this was right as his just as his wife uh, was battling everything and, and then eventually passed away. But he was apparently rumored to be very high in the list at Missouri and a few other Power Five situations. But this is uh, according to uh, George Stoya, an article that that he put together. Um, says, the intrigue of challenging himself in a Power 5 conference wasn't the only motive for exploring other opportunities. He also felt the personal weight of staying in Jonesboro, a place where he and Wendy had created lifelong memories. Quote, can I stay here and do this when everything about Jonesboro reminds me of Wendy? He'd think to himself. The church we went to, driving by the hospice all the time, everywhere we ate, everything we did things. Can I do that and do a good job? Or am I going to be a basket case? Close quote. Anderson eventually took his name out of the running for Missouri. He never interviewed with Baylor. Pieces just didn't fit, he said. He decided it wasn't time to leave the place that means so much to him and his family. And here's another quote. When God is ready to move me, he is going to move me. When the right opportunity presents itself, we're going to go. I just prayed that God would put me right where I needed to be. And at the end of the day, I'm where God wanted me to be. Close quote. Yeah, he's a very religious man who's been through... Uh, I'm, I'll put it bluntly. He's been through hell. I mean, his wife had cancer, and it was—I mean, it was just eating her alive. Um, it, like honestly, like if you have—if you're not in an emotional state right now, go read that article. I mean, it. And this was back in August. Yeah. Those statements were made in August before this yeah. football season, dude. The article, like where it talks about his wife having cancer, just wrecks you. ESPN oh. did a fantastic oh, dude, it wrecks you. article about her the, the journey, the struggle. Yeah, that's the article I'm talking about. I mean, it yeah. just, dude, like, just what she went through every single day and how he would have to go on the road, recruit, come back home, uh, worried about his wife. Like, it just had to eat him up. I don't know how he did that. Um, but I look forward to having him here. Uh, he's a great, when uh, someone said that they uh, had texted a friend of mine had texted the, uh, an, another coach in the conference about Blake Anderson. They said, what kind of hire are we getting? And he said, he's a hell of a guy. And he's a hell of a coach who cares more about the person than the player. thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. So uh, I want to get back to that. The two, two main questions here. As the news kind of coming out and confirmed now by multiple sources, Credible sources, I want to emphasize that, the Associated Press among them, that uh, Blake Anderson is leaving Arkansas State to be the next head coach at Utah State. What is your reaction to that news? And how do you think the team's going to react and perform this Saturday? Uh, so this is 9315. How will the new coaching, the new coaching hire affect in-state recruiting? And what's next season look like for the Aggies with this coach? How long do you think he stays at USU? So much... Uh, for Frank or Hill, but if Blake Anderson is the right guy when he is the guy, uh, then he is the guy, I guess. Sorry. Uh, what is up with USU and, and guys the last name Anderson for football? <laughs> that probably doesn't happen very often yeah. to go from one Anderson to the next. No kidding. So a couple different questions that are thrown out there. Uh, what does this do for in-state recruiting? Um, great question. Uh, the early signing period is with, like, what, a week and a half? Two weeks. So, uh, you know, what this new coach does, who he brings with him, if he's able to, to 
keep the guys that are already there, if he's able to keep anybody on staff to help with that continuity, he is definitely somebody who is not familiar with recruiting Utah. Yeah, remember, Utah is a little bit different than from the South. Why? Because there's, um, if I might say, there's a strong uh, advocacy in Polynesians and return missionaries. Like, that's, right? I mean, that Frank Miley, well, that's two of his three pillars right there. And the third one is even more important. That's in-state recruiting, which is huge. You think about some of the great athletes that Utah State's had, um, most of them, not all, most, have been from in-state. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and, and then again, the return missionary build of, uh, of taking, you know, players, coming off missions, talking to them, and he's going to have to get used to that process. Yes, absolutely. Uh, but it, it's not, it doesn't necessarily need to be prerequisite. No, it's, I mean, oh, no. Jordan Love was not an in-state kid. No. Kyler Fackrell was not an in-state kid. It's not a make or break. Bobby Wagner, Robert Turbin. I mean, it's a, there's a long list of guys that are at, at next level sure. who were not from around here. Yeah. Um, certainly, it is important, though. I don't want to downplay it because I think it is still very important. And that's but something I, that he'll, yeah. he'll figure it out. Yeah, and he'll kind of – I'm sure but, he'll ask questions, too. And But it, it, how he puts together his staff is really how that gets answered. So that's a great question. I think that's where the whole portion of uh, – <laughs> like what kind of a coach he is, right? But, I mean, this guy was wanted by how many colleges and he stayed still. Think about that. Baylor – Missouri, uh, I believe I heard North Carolina was at one point in a mix that wanted him. Uh, not Florida State. Um, Miami of Ohio liked him a lot. Like, and then he got big offers to go be an assistant at a big time university, and he said no. Like, he wanted to stay in Arkansas. Um, so so with that, his name is well known. He has a lot of recognition. I. Sort of. Uh, but I think within the coaching realm and the coaching circle, he'll have plenty of people to reach out to. I'm still curious of who that Aggie guy is going to be, though. I'm interested to see who it's going to be. Uh, what, a couple other parts here to this question. How long do you think he stays at USU? I have no idea. It's foolhardy for anyone to try to predict that. Yeah. He could be here a year and decide, you know what, I, I missed the South. <laughs> I need to get back to the South. I don't know. He could be here seven years. We got no way to predict. No way to predict. Just the, the coaching landscape and the money that's at power programs, you, you can't predict. Um, uh, I, the next part, you know, so much for Frank or Hill. Um, yeah. Frank yeah, that's, Miley, that's that. Yeah. Jay that's Hill. Sailed. Yeah. And I feel bad for Frank, but you know what? Frank's going to go on and do great things elsewhere. He's going to go be a great, you know, associate head coach or a, uh, a a defensive coordinator or something like that. The offers are not slim on the table for him. He's going to be all right. Five three three eight. Not surprised that a coach from the South is coming to Logan. That seems to be where John Hartwell's connections mm, are. Yeah. USU sure likes coaches named Anderson, though. I guess that's <laughs> what the A stands for on Old Main. <laughs> yeah. How about that? Anderson and Old Main. Uh, yeah, it's kind of it's it's odd, isn't it? It <laughs> when you think about it, we're going from Coach Gary Anderson to Coach Blake Anderson, E N to O N. Uh, but I'm excited. I, I just to see 
because I, I feel like a big name hire, Eric, would have put a ton of expectation on the guy in the first year, right? Like a big name hire would have been like, hey, if we are not in the college football playoff, then we're booting this guy <laughs> wow. out of here. If we're not in the New Year's Six, just, I mean, because that's how it is, right? When it's a big name, but when it's a guy like Blake Anderson, when with all due respect to Blake Anderson and his resume as a coach, I don't think there's a ton of expectation on the guy to go in the first year or two. I think there's a ton of expectation on Gary Anderson in that first year. Yeah, I yeah, I agree with that. You know, here's a guy who uh, got Utah State to a certain level of success, been several places at Power 5 schools, should know what it takes to get Utah State to still be at it on a successful level, and it just wasn't happening. Uh, text from 9936, Blake and Matt Wells are close friends. I'm sure Matt had some input. Uh, I've heard that as yeah, well. That, uh, that they're close. I don't know what level of input Matt Wells had, but I'm sure yeah, I'm not they're sure. close. Blake Anderson had many phone calls with Matt. Well, look, a search firm does their due diligence. Like, they're not lazy. I mean, they <laughs> they go inside and out, every paper, every scrap, whatever they can find, and, and try to make sure they can find the best coach for Utah State football. Um, and that wouldn't shock me at all if they called Coach Wells and said, hey, tell us about Coach Anderson. What do you know? Help us out here. Um, and, yeah. So, I, I, and I'm sure Matt would say great things about Coach Anderson, but, again, it's down to the fact of what does your resume look like? What is your plan to be here? What is your plan uh, to, to recruit? What is your coaching staff? And I bet you they asked what his coaching staff looks like too. Like if you had to pick your coaching staff, what does it look like? Uh, five three three eight says, "Don't forget Liddell Anderson." Oh, he was an Owen, wasn't he? Uh, yes, he was an Owen. <laughs> right, there are a lot of Andersons. <laughs> been That's great. That's awesome. Two four zero nine. We heard a lot of the same chatter about why they are hiring a young guy from South Dakota. Looks like that turned out pretty. See, good. that's and that's the kicker. That is the absolute kicker to it all. Like, who knew Craig Smith? Yeah, who had that like, on his when? Had, who had that on? Here your radar? we go. We are going to create the new Stu Moral era. And uh, all right, new head coach Craig Smith. What the fetch? Like, this guy's an NAIA guy. What are you doing? Who the come on? We can't do better. We can't find Coach K. We can't get Rick Pitino. No, you don't want uh, But it's just, come on. And, and and then all of a sudden, back-to-back Mount West Conference championships uh, is picked to finish third in, in a tough conference this year, despite losing his best player. Like, this guy has has changed the basketball crew, or he has lifted the basketball program to new heights, which has been amazing. And I, I agree. I love that 2409. Let's give Blake Anderson a chance and see what he can do. So here's uh, here's a little bit about Blake Anderson and his resume. Who what what what's his track record? Where is, where has he been? Uh, he played football. Let's go to his playing days first, shall we? He played football at Baylor, uh, eighty-seven and eighty-nine. Uh, was quarterback and a wide receiver. Uh, tore his ACL. Uh, after he recovered, he transferred to Sam Houston State as a wide receiver. He's a pretty good big guy. He's like six foot five. Uh, but uh, went to Sam Houston State, had a nice you know, uh, way to conclude his regular season and uh, his playing career, I should say, at Sam Houston State. Um, got into coaching shortly thereafter, was at Eastern New Mexico, Howard Payne. 
Tell me if you know where Howard Payne is. Trinity Valley. Uh, and then he went to New Mexico. Uh, and he joined Rocky Long as a quarter, or excuse me, as a running backs coach, and then eventually uh, was a wide receivers coach. So he was a position coach at New Mexico from 1999 to 2001. That's about as further furthest west in his coaching career that he got. But he would have some familiarity with the lay of the land in the Mountain West. Uh, from New Mexico, he went to Middle Tennessee, uh, co-op offensive coordinator, wide receivers coach. He was at Louisiana. Uh, for a season, went to Southern Miss for a couple of seasons, and uh, again, quarter, coaching quarterbacks and offensive coordinator. Then went to Northern North Carolina from uh, 2012 and 2013 seasons. He was the OC there, um, and uh, they had a, a set 35 school records with their offense in his first season as an OC, uh, and then became the head coach at Arkansas State after Brian Harson left to go to Boise State. So uh, Blake Anderson has been at Arkansas State since 2014. Every single year, except this one, he has won at least seven games. He's never had a losing record as a head coach. Seven and six, nine and four, eight and five, seven and five, eight and five, eight and five. Twice he's won his conference. Ajay, that was one of your critical points. Mm-hmm. I want someone who knows how to win the, win the conference. Yeah. He's done it twice. Won his division another time. He's been to a bowl game every year as a head coach, this year notwithstanding. Won it twice, lost four times. 51 and 37 overall. And uh, it perennially has one of the uh, high producing offense that scores a lot of points. This year, even though they're four and seven, Ajay. This year, they're still ranked as the 15th best offensive team in college football. Hey, a question on that. How much of their yardage is from throwing it, and how much of their yardage is from running? Do you know what they average, both running and passing? Uh, because that's that'd a be, good question. I, I just kind of wonder if he's an air raid kind of offense guy, or is he, you know what, we're going to balance it out, we're going to put it on the ground, shove it down someone's throat, and then we're going we're gonna to use play action. We're going to go deep with it. Take some shots downfield. So I'm kind of interested how, how I mean, because the numbers he's putting up offensively is just astounding. It It is mind-numbing what he's doing offensively with uh, Arkansas State out of all the teams. And it's, it's and, coming. It's and, coming. Sorry, it's you're good. No, you're good. Here. You're all right. And and the other part to it is, is the winning record that he's not had a losing season while at Arkansas State. That's really impressive to me, too. Okay, what I am looking at, it just lists total. Um, 849 plays, 5,387 yards. So they're averaging 6.35 yards per play, mm-hmm. 46 offensive touchdowns, uh, just under 490 yards a game. Wow. Okay, then. Boy, he can put up points in a hurry, can he? I mean, that's incredible what he's doing. Now, the other question for can you. Can I say by contrast, Utah State has 10 offensive touchdowns. Oh, don't do this to me. And 275 yards oh. per game. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Ranked 124 compared to Arkansas State, 15. <laughs> wow. Wow. 
don't know. Do you think it translates to the uh, to Mount West Conference football? That kind of, I mean, can he make it work here? I guess it depends who his OC is. There's a lot of factors, sure, but um, I think it can. I, I think that it's it's shown that people who have been at Arkansas State and then moved on for the last four is it last four coaches yeah, at Arkansas State like have moved on because they they weren't fired for poor performance. They got hired away. Brian Harson's done all right for himself since leaving there. Oh yeah, he sure has. Yeah, so I think it translates. Yes. Okay. The quick answer to that is yes. Yeah, sure. Four three five three three nine zero three two one, or if you want to message us directly through the one hundred six point nine the fan mobile app, we'd love to get your reactions to the news. It looks like uh, it's all been but confirmed by Utah State that Blake Anderson, the head coach at Arkansas State, is moving to Logan to be the next head coach of the Aggies. And the second part of the question for me is, how will the team play on Saturday at Colorado State? What will they do in their final game of the season, final game for Frank Miley and this coaching staff? 435-339-0321. Oh, by the way, men's basketball. (laughs) Oh, we've got some news there with men's basketball too. We'll talk about that coming up next here on the Full Court Press. It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Eric France and Ajay Salveson, big news today. Uh, first, coming out of Jonesboro, Arkansas, that Blake Anderson would be stepping down from Arkansas State and accepting the head coaching position at Utah State. He's had a winning record every season except for this year. Uh, I'll be honest, when I first heard the, the news, I just looked at this year first. Like, oh, well... What's this guy doing? I saw four and seven. I thought, wow, really? And then I'm doing a little bit more research and realize every year he's had a successful team. Every year he's gone to a bowl game. He's got two title conference titles. One is division one year. And then I learned about his wife passing away. And then I was starting to start to make sense. I understand why this guy may be having a hard time this year and would want to have a change of scenery. 435-339-0321. Your reactions to the news about Blake Anderson coming to Utah State. And also, how do you think this football team is going to react to the news that the Frank Miley uh, is not, uh, did not get the job? How will they uh, play on Saturday at Colorado State? To, to that point, I'll just pass this along. One current Aggie linebacker, Kevin Metzenheimer. I hate that we always find something out over social media. Speak up, man. That's true, you know. Can't blame him for that take. Um, I mean, yeah. it's like how the players like, hey, let me get on Twitter. Oh, my coach is leaving. That's wonderful. Oh, we're hiring this guy. Oh, great to know. But it's, I mean, look, 
because and and the thing is is that I think athletic directors and 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 those are learning the hard way that social media gets out the announcement before you do a lot earlier than you do. So if you're if you are looking for a coach and you have found a guy, you've got to be able to create that as soon as you possibly or announce that to those kids as soon as you possibly can before it gets out everywhere else on social media. Now you have a distraction going into Saturday versus Colorado State in the final game of the season and probably the final game for Coach Miley at Utah State. That's fun. Hey, give me your thoughts on that. Like, if you're Frank Miley and you're and this football team, you've had a rough year, things haven't gone your way, and you've got one more game versus Colorado State, but instead on national television, they're going to be talking about who the new head coach of Utah State football is going to be. How do you handle that, man? As a player or as a coach? I know you got to try and stay focused, but, I mean, Saturday is the game. Sunday, I've been told they're going to officially, I mean, like I guess, announce it. And then Monday or Tuesday is a press conference. Like, how do you know or how do you do that to keep focused? Uh, it, this, in a normal year, that might be a, a bigger question. In a year like this, I mean, there's been so many distractions and uncertainty from week to week with who's available and who's not, what your team's doing. Uh, there's been such disruption with the coaching staff, players leaving your program, yeah, players contact tracing. So why would it be any different that there's just another distraction that this team needs to kind of set aside and just focus on football? Man, I feel bad. I do too. I mean, it's such a weird, challenging year for them all. Uh, and, you know, I, I don't know what the coaching staff is going to look like. Uh, I, this is always a very tenuous, difficult time of year for any assistant or position coach. Uh, you look at the resumes of these these coaches, and they go all over the place, and they're not for, at any one place for very long. That's a That's a really tough life. We're talking about people's jobs, so... I, that's why I'm always hesitant to speculate too much. Um, but hopefully, you know, the, the right people get to stay on and help with the transition and help with some continuity and keep things going. They were part of uh, a success that in, in years past that could bring it back. Yep. Um, it's a lot to ask about. I mean, and to expect major success – out of uh, out of this guy in the first year is, is is asking way too much, but at the same time, if he gets the right assistance on his staff, you could see some you could see some great progress within the first year. Now, well, look like this team isn't like full of degenerates. I mean, there's some good football players on this team right now that'll yeah. be here next year. Yeah, so well, it shouldn't be hard for a coach to come but in here will they and get be some here wins next year though. Well, or are they going to leave? Well, that's a fair question. That's the problem. Is is who's going to be here next year? Two seven seven six texts in. We find everything out via Twitter. Who talks to people face to face anymore? I ain't got time for that. And it's true. Really true. <laughs> and that's what you got to kind of get used to. Is like this isn't. Um, 
Yeah, in, in this day and age, everything comes via Twitter, and if you're trying to keep a secret, it's going to find Twitter anyways. If you're in, in, in the regards of a coaching search or whatever, it's just that's how it goes now. Uh, let's step aside from football for just one second. Another big announcement today. Utah, oh, yeah. Utah State basketball this had a game fun. scheduled early Saturday afternoon in Ogden against Weber State. We knew uh, it, Coach Smith had COVID issues last week. Uh, then the Aggies played a game against College of Idaho on Tuesday. There were several players who weren't there because of COVID protocols. Whether they were positive or contact tracing, I don't know. Yeah, we don't know that yet. Um, but apparently, it wasn't just those four. Apparently, there's been more. I don't know to what degree or how many, but it was to a certain level where Utah State could not play this Saturday. Too many COVID cases in the Utah State basketball program. They had to cancel the game on Saturday. What that means for the game against Dixie State next Tuesday hasn't been released, though Utah State said expect other scheduling announcements soon, which I think indicates Tuesday's game is It'll be moved to Thursday. Yeah, I I don't think they lose it, but I think it gets moved to Thursday. Um, There is discussion when Weaver State of trying to Reschedule that game. I hope so. Between the 23rd and New Year's Day. Uh, but you also have San Jose State on the 21st and 23rd. And then you don't play till the 30th. So, I mean, I don't know how much you want to wear out your kids or whatever. But, yeah. And so, what is, happens? Boise State jumps in and snags our date for a Sunday afternoon delight at Boise State against Weber State. Uh, Boise State beat BYU in Pro Bowl last night. Oh, they uh, – and, and – Close game. It they, should have been as close as it was. I mean, yeah. it was fourteen to nothing at one point, and Boise State just got lazy offensively, and the refs were horrible. By the way, I don't go figure it was B- at BYU, but jeez, so weird. Louise, it's so weird. Yeah. Uh, four three five three three nine zero three two one. Your reactions to the uh, Blake Anderson hire? What? How you think the Utah State football team is going to react, and how they'll play on Saturday? Uh, eight five seven seven texts in. To be honest, I'm disappointed the Aggies didn't pick Jay Hill or mm. Graham Harrell as the next head coach. Yeah, uh, Graham Harrell doesn't shock me that much. Jay Hill does. Utah guy understands the in-state, understands the return missionary thing, understands a lot about like Utah football, and he's having major success. Kind of surprised he didn't get the gig. I mean, but again, Mister Hartwell and the search firm is doing doing what they do, and they know better than we do because they're asking all the questions, they're doing all the interviews, and so they're going to they're gonna make the best hire for the university. Yeah. I'm not I'm not, I'm going to agree with 8577. I was kind of surprised Jay Hill wasn't in that serious candidate list. Well, and you think that there would be a natural connection with uh, Bovey in the athletic department, but what kind of influence did he have, period, with this coaching search? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Who are you asking about? Well, oh, how Bovee. much influence okay. did Jerry Bovey have yeah. in the coaching search? Yeah. Uh, from what I've been gathering here is that this has all been Hartwell and, and this and the search yeah. firm. Yep. So, oh, it worked out well the last time he was able to see it through as he wanted to see it through in Coach Smith. Um. So let's. Uh, we just hope that it's the right call. But Jay Hill, 
would have made a lot of sense to me. But let's hope yeah. people like Anderson works out. Doesn't uh, right. Absolutely. Again, just give it time. Craig Smith. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's all I have to name. You only have to say is Craig Smith. And that kind of tells you, look, Mr. Hartwell knows what he's doing. Trust him. <clears throat> uh, Blake Anderson um, has had a successful football program. Um, scores a lot of points, exciting football. Really, he checks off a lot of the boxes that you and I talked about. Uh, a coach who has success, proven track record, competes for conference titles. Hungry. That was a that was a question. Now he's a current head coach. He's been head coach f- since 2014. How hungry is he going to be? He was four and seven this year. Some might say maybe he's lost his. Uh, appetite a little bit. I don't know. I, I hope that's not the case. Uh, it, it could very well just be because of the tragedy in his personal life. And 2020 has been a weird year for some teams. Yeah, it definitely has. So It seems to affect some teams diff- very differently than others. So I, I'm trying not to judge this season too harshly against Blake Anderson. Um. But, and it'd be unfair to do so, to be honest with you. I think we, well, I think we, he deserves better than that based on what everyone's been going through. Because <clears throat> there's uh, two ranked teams in that conference, right? Louisiana and Coastal Carolina. Yes. Yes, that's true. There's some, there's actually some pretty good football being played there on the Sun Belt. Uh, so, to the second part of the question, Ajay, how do you think this football team reacts? How do they play for Frank Miley? Yeah, that's a big question, man. And his uh, final final game as the interim head Look, coach. Look, if anything, you go out and win one from the old Gipper, right? It's a cliche in sports. Go win one for Frank. That's that's what I would do. Compete your butt-offs one more time for Frank and uh, send him out on a great note. That's That's the right thing to do. Are you as shocked as I am that Colorado State is favored by 13? No. Really? I that I'm surprised by that. Colorado State has not had any kind of a decent year. And and we Utah have Utah State necessarily hasn't either, but they're showing a little bit more sign of life. Really? Okay, Air Force is a big step backwards. There you go. I thought but I thought it'd be more Close because both teams have equally struggled. Uh, I think it's because we're in Colorado State. It's a night game, last game of the year. Um, yeah, I think there's a little bit more to it. I, I'm not surprised though by the 13 and a half. But hey, look, go prove them wrong. Go get it. Go win by 13. Like I said, go have the motivation, have the desire. To send Coach Miley out out of here on a, on a, on a happy high note—that's what he deserves. Well, we heard Carson Terrell earlier this week. You know, th- this team really loves Coach Miley. And yeah, oh yeah, they, they love going to bat for him, <clears throat> going to work for him. So, I my hope is that they go out there and finish the season strong. Get a win on the road. I'm with you. Give give a something positive for Frank Miley that 
If he sticks around, look, what he was able to do, he may be able to still help the team in a pinch if you need him as an interim head coach. If not, look, he's 3-2 and two as a head coach. I like him. All right, going to take another time out here in the Full Court Press. Sorry, that's not really great analysis for me, huh? I like it. I like it. Jeez. You can go to broadcasting school again, I think. <laughs> like major league. <laughs> you got it. Nice good call, Dynamite man. drop in there, Johnny. <laughs> uh, more great analysis from Ajay Salveson, the ringmaster, <laughs> coming up next to the Full Court Press. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric France and Ajay Salveson. Hey, Ajay, if you listen really closely, you can hear the divide getting wider and wider and wider in college athletics. Talk to me. Did you see the story today? The SEC signed a deal, an exclusive deal with ESPN okay. and ABC. So I knew they signed a deal, but I don't know what the financial numbers are. They will blow your mind. Basically, I mean, when it comes down to it, this starts in 2024, but when it comes down to it, ABC slash ESPN will pay SEC schools $15 million per game. Excuse me? The How? SEC's contract with CBS, which was previous, we all thought it was a pretty rich deal with CBS, $55 million a year. Well, it's going to go up to $300 million a year. $300 million a year from ABC slash ESPN to the SEC. Now, yeah, if you listen, so do you, is that if, gap, is it gap getting wider? Is it a little bit louder now? Uh, so how about what do you think Boise State's mindset is right now when they see that? <laughs> and they're like, "Hey, maybe we get to the SEC." <laughs> in your dreams, <laughs> in your dreams. <laughs> I'm just saying, Boise State thinks that they're at the top of the mountain. What team in a power conference isn't thinking? Can we get to the SEC? Unreal, the the amount of money that's getting thrown around. Let's just treat it like it is. Like let's stop calling this amateur stuff. If you've got that kind of money to spend, spend it on the players. Yeah, get paid. Stupid money. That's that's incredible. So fifteen million per game. I just want to make sure I heard you right when you said that. That one five that. And a lot of zeros. Come on. Uh, hey, 9315 texts in. Uh, do the players treat this last game like a job interview for the Anderson? Uh, and, uh, or for Anderson for starting time? Yeah, yeah. That's the thing is you need to come out Essentially, swinging. everybody could be coming back. Yeah, absolutely. You come back swinging. And so you can say, hey, look, because you know Coach Anderson's watching this game tomorrow night. You want to show what you are, you know. If if you're a young underclassman, you want to show what you, what you can do on the field. First impression is the most important one, and that will be the first impression. 
Sort of. Yeah, absolutely. Could not agree more. Uh, 8577, what kind of offensive style does Blake Anderson like to have? Uh, fair question. Um, I know he likes quarterbacks, uh, but I also know that he mixes things up with running backs and wide receivers. In the few games that I remember seeing out of Arkansas State, I'll be honest, I haven't watched a lot of Red Wolves football in the last little while. All I can think of is when they played the Aggies in 2014 and 2016. In 14, it was kind of a lower scoring game, uh, more points um, in 16, but um, he's shown that he can score a lot of points. His teams score points and move the ball. Yeah. I, I, they, I know they that's not really yard. the answer you probably want, but it's about all I can do. But and, and do you think that changes in any way when he comes to Utah State, or do you think he sticks with that high-potent kind of offense numbers? I think John Hartwell made it pretty clear when he talked about dismissing Gary Anderson and who he wants to be the next guy that it needs to be a high-scoring Good offense because mm. that's exciting. It it gets people to come to games. It gets sponsors interested. It gets television views. That's the recipe that he wants. Yep. Absolutely. And I think he's absolutely correct. No, that's a great. That's a great point. Totally agree with him on that point. Absolutely. Uh, Nine three one five. We really like the ringmaster. Your thoughts are great to think about. Sometimes you can be off. Most of the time, spot on. Eric is usually right. Oh, jeez. They're also full court press is great. Sometimes you can be off. Most of the time, you're spot on. <laughs> I've always okay. Look, I am disappointed with the way I handled the Jazz three one guarantee. I am depressed about the way I handled the Braves three one guarantee. I get it. I feel bad. <laughs> huh. Uh, all right. I uh, want to continue to get your reactions to the news today. We've got some great messages coming in. Keep them coming in uh, either through text, 435-339-0321, or via the 106.9 The Fan oh. mobile app. Got to take another time out here in the Full Court Press. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Did you really just put us on delay so you can finish watching this? We're not on Wars delay. Trailer? We're right on time. You, you. <laughs> There's a new Star Wars movie oh coming gosh. out. Look, the director was talking. I oh had to see what was going on. Okay, hey, would you be shocked, Eric? I've got to be the only human being in this planet who has never seen a Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, or Star Wars movie in my life. I don't think you're the only person on the planet. I, there dude, are probably very few of you that exist. I mean, I dude, like you got Schmeagle trying to kill Luke. You've got uh, Pikachu going after uh, like uh, the uh, Wanobi dude. You've got <laughs> like White Rangers going after um, the uh, the dwarf dude, the seven dwarf dude. I don't and, even and, know what you're talking about. Yeah, see? That's what exactly what those three movies are. Nobody knows what the crap's going on or what they're talking about. <laughs> Can we get back to our text messages? No, hold on. What you just watched, you have no clue what you watched. You can't even comprehend it. But you're going to go to the theater and you're going to take my money. <laughs> 
Yes. I will bring a bucket full. I'd rather play thing. a game of Quidditch and have the guy and me be the guy with the sack <laughs> than have to you're watch the, a Star Wars the, movie. You're the perfect build to be this. Come and get me. Quidditch. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not the role. It's the... Uh, no, it's the sack dude. No, yeah, but what's... I can't remember what it's called. Sack dude. No, that's not the official name. Yes. It's what he tries to chase with the little ball with the wings. <laughs> In the movie. Wait, movie? The snitch. snitch. Oh. Yeah, you'd be a great snitch. Snitches get stitches or get <laughs> their get, sack taken away from them. You too. <laughs> All right, we'll get to your messages coming up on the Sorry. other side of the full court press. Stick around, everybody. Not my fault. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Well, the Big Ten officially changed its own rule regarding the minimum number of games required to reach the conference title game. Teams were supposed to play at least six, but they reversed course to allow Ohio State and Northwestern to compete for the title. Critics couldn't understand why the Big Ten was being so rigid in the first place. It's not like they had hard and fast rules here. And as many people have pointed out on social media, they are called the Big Ten, and they're 14 teams. They've been pretty inconsistent all year. At first, they canceled this season, possibly assuming everyone else would. But other conferences were a go. Fans, players, coaches weren't happy. The Big Ten came back. Fortunately, they changed their minds again. Ohio State doesn't necessarily need a conference title to make the Final Four, but a victory? Another victory could certainly help. As for them bowing to public and school pressure, that's all right if it ends up with the conference doing the right thing. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Imagine the happiest you've ever been. Now double it. That's what it's like to eat a built Bar. First of all, all these bars are absolutely delicious. And the kicker is, they're guilt-free. 130 calories guilt-free. 20 grams of protein, 4 net carbs guilt-free. I know what you're thinking. All right, so built Bar is pretty good for a protein bar. No, it's not just good for a protein bar. You'll crave it more than your favorite candy bar. And if you're like me, COVID-19 turned into COVID-15 around the belly pretty quickly. Built Bar has come to the rescue. Eating a healthy snack has never been easier and tasty. You'll love every one of their 18 flavors. Trust me, you're going to want to try the coconut almond and the mint brownie. You'll believe me when you taste it. And here's the best part. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code DP, and you will get 20% off your order. That's promo code DP. BuiltBar.com. BuiltBar.com. You're it's about trust, service, safety. The things that have always been at the center of everything we do. It's why at Valvoline Instant Oil Change, our certified technicians complete over 270 hours of training. It's why we provide quality service that's rated 4.6 out of 5 stars. And it's why you never have to leave the safety of your car. So when it's time for a change, we'll be right here, just like we've always been. Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Service you can see. Experts you can trust. Now open at 695 North Main, Logan. Not sure what to give for a holiday gift? How about a gift card to the new and improved Beehive Pub and Grill? Receive a free gelato with a $25 gift card purchase or a free burger or sandwich of your choice with a $50 gift card purchase. Dustin McKay, owner and chef, is always improving upon an outstanding menu. Open 11 to 9 weekdays and 11 to 10 Friday and Saturday. Beehive Pub and Grill is perfect for the holidays. The home for Sports Talk Radio, KLGN Logan, 1069 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan.
here's what you need to know. And the headliner today comes out of the NBA All-Star Ford Paul George. Staying with the LA Clippers, he's getting a max deal with the organization. Staying put in LA, four years and $190 million coming his way. George is guaranteed almost $226 million over the next five years. College basketball, a little bit different. Duke's men's team will not play any more non-conference games here in 2020-2021. That's according to Stadium. A little bit different with college football today. Boston College has decided not to play any bowl games for the remainder of the season. They're 6-5 this year. This weekend's festivities with Oklahoma and West Virginia, that game not being played anymore. On the field to play this evening, Florida Atlantic and Southern Miss. Right now they're tied at seven apiece. As far as the nightcap, well, Thursday night football, you get the Rams and the Patriots on Fox. Kickoff times at 8.20 Eastern. I'm David Gascon. The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. What's going on, everybody? Eric France and Ajay Salveson here on the Full Court Press. Very eventful afternoon here. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> Following local events. Good heavens. Utah State basketball game Saturday afternoon at Weber State has been canceled. Too many, uh, well, there's been an increase in COVID cases and contact tracing within the Utah State basketball program. Uh, was it four players who did not participate on yeah, Tuesday? Yeah, four on Tuesday. Um, all due with COVID protocol. Um, we don't know which specific ones had it and which ones were just contact tracing, but obviously it. Uh, a few more. You can't control it, man. Involved. You can do your best, but you can't control it. And uh, unfortunately, it, it's uh, it's wrecked not only the Weber State game, which they hope to have rescheduled, but the Dixie State game, as of right now, it's on, but don't plan on it likely being moved. We'll probably hear tomorrow. Yeah, and I, and I would say it's probably going to get moved other. to Thursday, too, so. So that, I think that's their only game next week, so I, I would imagine that Dixie State ends up being next Thursday. Uh, new, it's uh, rumors kind of were going around in the morning, and then as the afternoon and day went on, it became more and more uh, official and definitive. Blake Anderson, current head coach at uh, Arkansas State, announced he was resigning today and uh, leaving for another FBS opening, and uh, multiple reports, including the Associated Press. Confirmed that he is headed to Logan to be the next head coach at Utah State. He has a winning record as a head coach. The only place he has been as a head coach is at Arkansas State. Became their head coach, was announced in um, early or mid-December 2013. I've had a lot of people ask me, hey, Adam Kennedy went to Arkansas State. Did he coach Adam Kennedy? Oh, they just missed, missed each, each other. other. Yeah, Kennedy say. was the starting quarterback in 2013. <clears throat> And so they may have passed each other in the hallway, but he did not coach Adam Kennedy at Arkansas State. But uh, he's had a successful run. Uh, he's uh, Every year he's had a winning record except for this year. He's gone to a bowl game every year except for this year. It's not going to happen. Um, he has won his conference twice. He has won his division uh, an additional time. So... Uh, he's had a string of success at Arkansas State. He's been looked at by other Power Five conferences to be their head coach. Um, this year, this his team is four and seven, 
And there was a really interesting report uh, that uh, George Soya caught up with him before the uh, this the season in August, and uh, Blake Anderson was quoted as saying, "Everywhere he goes, he's reminded of his wife. Uh, his wife passed away in the fall or late summer of 2019, and uh, this team was still able to get some things done that year and, and have a successful season." But uh, his comments are that everywhere he goes, he's reminded of his wife. And God, that's so heartbreaking. So for me, what reading between the lines, this is a guy who he, he's he's liked it there. He's been successful there, but he's got some emotional scars, and he needs he needs a change of scene. Yeah, yeah, so, and and you can't blame him, Eric. No, I don't blame I mean, him those, at all. Yeah, and those stories, like if you ever read the ESPN, ESPN article, it's it just it crushes your heart to know what she went through, what he was going through and what the family was going through. And, uh, but Arkansas state just they, they treated him so well and made sure he was being taken care of. And, uh, um, you know, they did their best. And, uh, again, a lot of credit to Arkansas state too. a, a ton of credit to them. Um, yeah. So yeah, but, he took a leave of absence. Yeah, they allowed him they space. Held, yeah, to, they gave to, him you know, time, help her, and well, she was going through her treatments in the final stages of her battle. Um, but yeah, tough, tough story. Uh, apparently, he is uh, close friends with Matt Wells. Uh, he he and Matt coached against each other. Um, Utah State. Uh, the Aggies traveled to Arkansas State in 2014. The, the Red Wolves won that game in overtime. And they returned the favor by coming to Logan in 2016. This time, Matt Wells uh, got him in that one. Um, he's had some experience playing and coaching against Mountain West schools. He's 3-2 and two against Mountain West schools. He was a position coach under Rocky Long at New Mexico from 1999 to 2001. Granted, the Mountain West landscape has changed dramatically since then, but not overly dramatic. I mean, there's still some schools that were Mountain West schools. But um, still, I mean, that's as far west as he's been in his coaching career. So this is definitely outside of where he's normally been. He's normally been in the south, um, but uh, known to be an offensive-minded guy, scores lots of points. Uh, even though they're 4-7 and seven this year, ranked 15th in the nation with uh, – uh, offensive production and average yards per game and, and touchdowns scored. So, uh, I I think this is an exciting hire. I mean, he's uh, he checks off a lot of the boxes that we we talked about, with the one exception that he has never coached in Utah. Uh, so, how he puts together his staff is going to be vitally important. Yeah, a who understands in-state recruiting. And with that includes the missionaries for you know kids that leave to go on missions and you, you recruit a kid, but you won't see him for two, maybe even three years. Uh, and then B would be understanding the Polynesian connection. And that's been a real successful part of success at successful Utah programs. And I'm not just saying Utah State, University of Utah and BYU as well. Um, yeah, no, Absolutely. Do we have any more texts? Are we good? We uh, we've up? got several texts. that have Oh, come. we do? Let's do it. Uh, 9315, I just know that we had great season with Matt, and he was a quarterback when he played, and Anderson was a quarterback, so I think that's a plus. 
Uh, Anderson was a quarterback and a wide receiver. He finished his collegiate career as a wide receiver, but yes, he's a, a former player who turned into a position coach, then to an offensive coordinator, and then as a head coach. Four, 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 six. What does USU bring that Arkansas State doesn't? Why leave that situation? Oh, money, recruiting, competition. I feel like it's a lateral move. I like what the answer you kind of gave to this, um, and um, I think just the fact that you know him and his wife were you know spent so much time there, and um, him losing his wife there just it it continued to echo into his ears and his eyes and. Everywhere he looked, he saw his wife, and, you know, it's it's a hard situation, and, and it's tough, man. Like, you built a relationship, like, you built so much with your wife there, and then you lose her to cancer, um, and he's wanted a fresh look and a fresh start, and, um, yeah, I, I think there's, and, and, and there's new opportunities, um, there's greater competition, if I might say, in, our, in, in the Mount West Conference. Um, it's a new challenge, new players, new again, just like you're you almost take the goggles off um and then you put some new eyes on and it's just a whole different perspective, a whole different look. And again, it was based on what he felt like was gonna be best for him. Like what the like best for him. And he says that, you know, I he that he wanted, he's a very religious man. He yeah. wanted God to dictate when he was gonna move, where he was gonna go. And this was where he felt like it was time. And th- that makes it special. Yes, very religious. Um, and uh, you know, he's had a, a personal tragedy in his life. And everywhere, he's go, everywhere he goes, he's reminded of that. Yeah. So I, I don't, it may seem like a lateral move by some. I, I was looking at some Arkansas State fan reactions to this and they're like why would he go there when he's had p5 offers this is a lateral move using the same terminology yeah um but i think it's uh it's an opportunity for him to get a change of pace um change of scenery probably the better term and uh and just start fresh yeah absolutely uh, I stepped into this. This is 2776. I stepped into the store, so I might have missed this. Arkansas State was getting up almost 500 yards. Yeah, it's true. They, they were average this season, they're averaging like 490 yards a game. They are a top 15 offense this year, even though they're four and seven. Yeah. And he says, uh, reason number 432, Ajay and I could not hang his lack of culture. <laughs> Snitch. <laughs> Oh, fetch. Um, there was another text that came through. I want to get to that in just a moment, but I want to, while we're on this topic, I want to continue to hit on this. Uh, and um, this is 9315. What does USU need to do to win the game this week with Colorado? I think we will win by two scores. Whew. That's uh, confidence. Again, oh. it just depends where the mentality is about these players. And, you know, you, you know Coach Milo will be focused on getting a win as he ends his uh, head coaching run. At Utah State, uh, but where are the players? Where are the players' mentality? That's that's my question. Yeah, that's a fair. That is the million dollar question right there. Um, you know, how will these players respond? Will they fight for uh, Coach Miley and uh, go out on a high note and say, "Man, we think that you uh, got a raw deal there." Let's go out and show them how they made a mistake. Or it would just be one more in a long list of distractions 
that these players have had to deal with and struggle against a, a Colorado State team that's really not that great. Yeah. Uh, mentality of the players, I'm telling you, we just don't know where it's at right now. Uh, 2776 texts into correct saying no, giving up 500 yards. Oh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. So I just looked it up. Uh, yes, Arkansas State is ranked 117th in their defense. Yep. Giving up 470 yards a game. Yep. Sounds about right. So, goodness gracious. Well, good. Utah State's ranked 123rd, by the way. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not good. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> look at the offense and the defense. Could you imagine Coach Anderson being like, look, I'm six spots ahead of your defense in the national rankings right now, so come on. How could it get worse? So uh, can he bring an offensive style that'll be fun and exciting and score points and move the ball? Yes. Will he find somebody that can have a, a, a stout, more stout defense than what he's had this year? Boy, I sure hope so. And that's where I think if you could – Convince Frank Miley to stick around that that could help. Yeah, I I again I don't think Frank's going to stick. But around. I don't know. Yeah. That may I be think a bit out. of a pipe dream. Yep. Um, this is a switching topic. Still about college football, but okay. this is a a series of of texts that have come through from nine four six three that I think it's a good discussion. Okay. Uh, speaking on solutions for the SECs and the Clemson's monopoly on college football success. Uh, this is getting back to that earlier report that the SEC has signed an exclusive deal with ABC and ESPN. SEC schools will get $15 million per game. (laughs) It is a $300 million deal overall. So there's this huge gap. It was already big. Now it's just getting wider. So here's, here's 9463. Create a 16-team playoff. It allows for a G5 team like USU in 2012, BYU, Coastal Carolina, Cincinnati this year to play for a shot at a national championship. It also creates more of the magic that March Madness has that college football is missing. A four-team playoff only allows for four fan bases to interact with games that matter. There are only three games that matter in college football at the end of the year. A 16-team playoff bracket allows for so many more opportunities. For example, it would be extremely depressing for Cincinnati fans for their team to have a perfect season and what, get to play in the Cheez-It Bowl? I'm not sure what the uh, ringmaster's thoughts are on that. It allows for smaller teams to reach their peak and get to play for something that actually matters other than the Beefo Brady Bowl presented by San Diego Credit Union. Um... The biggest problem I have with the fourteen playoff is the same four teams every year, and then like they make sure that the same four teams get in because guess what? Ohio State got their uh, got their gift and was able to get into the fourteen playoff by having the the minimum game reduced. So now Ohio State's going to go beat the crap out of Northwestern, and be in the college football playoff. I like the G five playoff idea. Like, and do you know what? I think it would create more of an excitement in college football. Like, I love what 9463 said. Give me Coastal Carolina. Uh, give me Boise State, um, Cincinnati, and BYU. Four teams duke it out for a, uh, 
don't know what you'd call it. National championship, right? Just the other half of it. Yeah, I I would absolutely be I'd be I'd be all for it. Um, and and it's but you're right. I I love the message that nine four six three said. Um, what was it about? Like Cincinnati having a perfect season and then ends up like in the New Mexico Bowl or something. That is that is like so freaking spot on. Uh, I don't know if you caught this uh, when listening to this program earlier, but Dan Patrick discussed this. Okay. Actually. Um, in fact, I'm going to play the clip. Okay. It's about two minutes, but I think it's it's great. <clears throat> if you've heard it previous, then you recognize it. If you haven't yet, it's definitely worth the listen. Dan Patrick basically... He says, they don't allow you to dream in college football. And he talks about the college football playoff committee not seriously considering schools like Cincinnati, Coastal Carolina, and BYU. We pulled back the curtain completely on college football. It's basically about 10 to 12 schools that have a chance that we really care about and that the selection committee will look at and value what they do. Iowa State's had a wonderful season, but... Should they be ranked where they're ranked? Well, they're ranked there because they're in a Power 5 conference. And this is where college football needs to have a coming-to-Jesus meeting and say, let's stop being phony here. Let's have the Power 5. They play for a national championship. And if you want to have another championship for the other schools like Cincinnati, like Louisiana, Coastal Carolina, but let's not kid anybody here. Because I tune into that selection show on Tuesday night, and I trust Reese, Reese Davis means well, and he's going to tell me what's really happening. And what I see every Tuesday night is it's the same nonsense over and over and over. Oh, this is a great story. Oh, this is a great story. Now, here are the teams that really matter in college football. You know, the Sunbelt Conference has done well this year. But the Sunbelt Conference is not going to be rewarded. And as Pat Forty pointed out in his great column, the final proof was presented in the following rankings. Uh, Iowa State, number seven. Cincinnati, number eight. Coastal Carolina, number 13. BYU, number 18. Louisiana's number 19. And he says, you will never have a team outside the Power Five conferences make the college football playoffs. And then he follows that up by saying, ever, ever. Iowa State lost its season opener to Louisiana by 17 points. Doesn't matter. And the Raging Cajuns are a fun story. Doesn't matter. Cincinnati's got no chance in here. Coastal Carolina does. Coastal Carolina did what you want. This is what we want. You step up and say, bring it on. BYU, bring it on. They did what we want them to do. They want to find somebody to play. And that's the best game of the year. And what was the reward? Oh, we told you BYU wasn't that good. Oh, Coastal Carolina's a nice story. We don't allow you to dream in college football. Agree or disagree? Gosh, damn it, I agree. Here's the thing. <clears throat> Utah in 2004 goes undefeated. And so the BCS says, you know what? We got to make sure that we avoid letting Utah play Auburn, letting them play Florida, 
Miami, Penn State, anything like that. Give them Pitt in the Fiesta Bowl. That was an embarrassment. They embarrassed Pitt. They embarrassed the BCS committee. So then fast forward, what, two years later, and they're like, okay, we'll let you play with the big boys, Boise State, but enjoy getting embarrassed. One hook and ladder and a Statue of Liberty play later, Boise State upsets Oklahoma in the Fiesta Bowl. All right, well, uh, let's try this Utah team. Let's see if they can do any better. You know, let's see how they handle this. Alabama, here comes this angry Alabama team who just lost to Florida in the SEC Championship. They're going to come back really ticked off. Utah was up 21-0 by the time you got your popcorn and drink and sat down on the couch. Boise State and TCU are two non-power 5 AQ teams. Instead of putting them versus the Power 5 darlings of the world, they decide, let's get them, stick them in Arizona in the Fiesta Bowl again, and let them duke it out. Oh, look, it's a 16-13 game. What an ugly football game. This is why these guys couldn't compete with the Power 5 teams. TCU then beats Wisconsin in the Rose Bowl. What are we doing? Why are we wasting such great talent with great stories and, and letting them be shoved by the wayside because you want to protect your, your golden child of Ohio State's, Alabama's, Clemson's, Penn State's, you name it. They want to protect them because they don't want to feel like they're getting embarrassed by these little G5 slash independent schools. It is a sham. It is an embarrassment. Um, and uh, it's going to continue to be argued about. And it's going to be continue to be debated. Because guess what? Every single year, you're going to have a Coastal Carolina. You're going to have a 2005 Boise State. You're going to have a 2010 TCU. You're going to have a 2004 Utah. Every single year, you're going to have someone like that who's going to be knocking on the door. No, sorry, not knocking, pounding on the door, kicking yeah. and screaming UCF that they should be a part a of it. Ago. UCF is another one. Cincinnati's another team. When is enough enough? In today's news with the SEC and uh, ABC? Yeah, but I totally agree with, uh, with Dan Patrick. Let's just let's stop this dance. Let's let's stop the charade. Let's just be honest. Yeah, d- yeah. Be honest with it. There you. You know what? There you go. I mean, someone had the guts to ask him and say, "You can be a feeder program." Yeah. You you can if we have players that get hurt or flame out, we can pluck them away from your programs. They can p- insert them into our system. Uh, we'll we'll pay them money because we're earning. $15 million from the television rights every time we step onto the field. Let's just call it what it is. Let's just separate it. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I just saw a tweet. It's, it's frustrating. It, it is. The, at least under the BCS, there was access, and there was a hope, and there was an opportunity for a non-Power 5 school to be a part of it. A chance at a national title, yeah, we knew it was pretty slim, but at least you'd get into the into the bowl game. And you'd be part of the discussion. You'd get a lot of money for your team and your conference if you got to go. Under this current system, yeah, there's the New Year's Six Bowls, but come on, they pale in comparison to the college football playoff. Yep, I would agree. Either expand the playoff 
or just create a separation. Because he's totally right. There is no hope. There isn't. There isn't. And that's so unfortunate because what are you playing for? Win a conference championship, be undefeated. Hey, enjoy the... A conference championship it, means something. It does, sure. but not to the playoff committee. But you think you have a special this, season? You yeah. want to show that you can compete and play against the best anywhere. And you're robbed of that opportunity. Yep. Couldn't have said it better myself. They're sitting on their big pile of money looking down at you with the little smirk thing. Hey, that's cute. Nice try. Yeah, and, and, and the whole thing of, well, they couldn't compete with the big boys. Oh, give me a gosh dang freaking break. And yes, you get out of the could. way, we have another uh, truck <laughs> backing up to unload more money. Yeah. And uh, by the way, that team's going to get VIP access to the playoff bowl. I, it's just, it's an absolute joke. It makes me sick. But that's, but that's where we live at right now. I mean, that's, a, that's un, extremely unfortunate, but that's where we're at. Uh, and they don't want to extend the playoff because they know that those teams will get in there. Yeah. Uh, 2787 texts in, I wish they would have hired Frank. He knows Utah State and players like him. I guess we will see what happens with this new coach. Yeah, Frank was a great option. Uh, I think he's a great candidate. Uh, passion, energy, love for the university. And, um, Meets all the criteria yep. with uh, understanding in-state recruiting, yep. Polynesian connection. Yep, absolutely. Understands the, the local culture. Former player. Been on staff for a long time. I hope he gets a, a legitimate shot somewhere to continue to to do good things. And he will. Uh, 9310 text in, Matt Wells did a great job getting guys to graduate and got players in the NFL. Does our new coach have any success in those areas? Find out. <laughs> uh, I don't know of any players that, I don't know how many players that came from Arkansas State that have went to the NFL. I mean, based on his track record, I think a few offensive guys have to get in there. Uh, yeah, I don't. <clears throat> I'm not sure of that. You have to do, I need to do a little more that. digging on that. Yeah, me too. Good question, though. Nine three zero one zero. That's a great question. We'll look at that. Uh, here's this. He did coach 65 different players to 97 All Sun Belt Conference selections, the most in the league from 2014 to 2019. Wow. Defensive uh, player uh, Javon Roland Jones, quarterback Justice Hansen, wide receiver Omar Bayless. Red Wolves had three players named the Sun Belt Conference Player of the Year four times, and with Anderson serving as a head coach. Hmm. It's pretty good. It's pretty impressive. How many of those made it to the NFL, the next level, uh, what his graduation rate is? Uh, those, I don't know. I don't know those details right now. It sounds like that's the direction. I mean, Utah State has not made it official, but uh, there are sources that are confirming it. Uh, yeah. Uh, Blake Anderson. I think he's, he's he's had a lot of success at Arkansas State. Can he still have that fire and drive continue despite the personal tragic loss in his life? I think so. I, I think I think a fresh scene will do that for him. I really do. I, I, it's a new challenge. Yes, it is. It is a new challenge. I hope it's just not I'm chasing something to replace this pain and then realize that it's still there and, yeah. and fall back down. Fall back down. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, 
I think he I think he's excited for the new challenge, a chance to be able to um try something new and in battle uh for a Mountain West Conference championship and and be a part of that major discussion of a New Year's Six Bull Chase. I, I think that's something that should motivate him. All right, we got to call a timeout here in the full court press. Um wanna to switch topics a little bit. ESPN has ranked the top 100 players in the NBA for the upcoming season. Where do the Utah Jazz stars make it on this list? Uh, how many are on this list? And where are they this year compared to where they were a year ago? We'll get into that. Jazz have their first preseason game coming up this weekend, which we will have That's here on crazy. the fan. I can't believe that. I know. NBA basketball is back already. And our pick six, the six things we think might happen this weekend. Stick around. We'll discuss it all here on the Full Court Press, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Mark Harrison, MD, President and CEO of Intermountain Healthcare. I'm here to ask you a question. Are you all in? Our caregivers are tired. You're tired. The pandemic has worn on everyone. We believe that in order to have a healthy economy and healthy towns and cities, we need to have healthy people who live and work in them. We're all in so our communities can live the healthiest lives possible. Are you all in with us? They're celebrating 30 years at the Logo Shop. They logo everything from pens and water bottles to travel bags and coolers. It's also the season to get your order in for the holidays. The Logo Shop will custom screen print or embroider your logo on shirts, jackets, and other outerwear. You can even browse their inventory and get price quote online at welogostuff.com. The Logo Shop. We logo COVID can't stop Christmas, but it is affecting how well teachers can help students. Please donate to the Cash Education Foundation as they raise money to get more technology into schools throughout the Cache County School District. 100% of your donation goes directly into classrooms. We've got some amazing teachers in our area, and they need your help. Make an end-of-year donation to help fund technology grants. Help students and teachers by donating today to the Cash Education Foundation. The Riverwoods Conference Center is a beautiful option for your holiday parties and events. Inviting you to experience an elegant holiday atmosphere, the Riverwoods is taking every precaution to follow COVID guidelines. With catering from Elements, your holiday can include delicious entrees and decadent desserts that always deliver excellence. Or if you'd rather celebrate at home, Elements will bring the party to you. Meal kits, boxed orders, and catering can be delivered. And remember, Elements gift cards make great holiday gifts. Call 750-5151 or Google Riverwoods Conference Center. Several families who need help this holiday season have been nominated by trusted individuals. Some of them need winter clothes. Others would like toys or music. And others simply need basic necessities. The Cache Valley Media Group is sponsoring Cares for Christmas. Visit caresforchristmas.org to see what these families need, then drop off your donations to 810 West, 200 North in Logan. Thank you for helping these deserving families, and thanks for caring this Christmas. Hi, my name is Josh Watts, and for three generations, Preston Watts Collision Glass has taken care of all your collision and auto glass needs. Windshield replacement is just one of our specialties. We have certified technicians and the most competitive prices in the valley. We will waive up to $100 off your insurance deductible, give you free rock chip repairs, and to top it off, we'll wash your vehicle inside and out with your windshield replacement. Give us a call at 563-3215. At Preston Watts, we do it right. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, The Fan. 
Eric France and Ajay Salveson. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna name names. If you're on social media, you can go find it yourself. Find it. <laughs> but there are there have been a number of Utah State football players this afternoon voicing their displeasure with the decisions that have been allegedly made. Granted, Utah State has not made anything official, though. Uh, unid- or sources who remain who who wish to remain anonymous have confirmed that Blake Anderson's coming to Utah State. Um, but it, what it illustrates to me, Aj, is that these are players that loved Frank Miley. Yeah, who believe in Frank Miley. So I think that translates into this team's going to play hungry and mad on Saturday night. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I again, they want to make sure that Miley goes out on a high note. Um, to give you know him the the credit that he's due for what he's done. I mean, think about it, man. He took over a team in 2018 for a bowl game because of the rest of the staff took off, and he they win 55-17. Then Gary Anderson is gone, and he boots Jason, or they decide to boot Jason Shelley off the team. Uh, and he, I mean, just a bunch. You have kids leaving to go in the transfer portal. This, that, and the other. Um. I mean, you think about he's done all that, and he's still hung in there, and and he's handled it like a champ. I I think he's been great with the media. He's been great with with the players and the kids, and obviously the uh, the frustration from these players is very evident, and that's very and it proves exactly how much how valuable Frank has been. Kind of makes you worried though if they're going to leave. Well, that's a great point, um, and you know, anytime there's a coaching change, I think any player who decides to make a change is totally within his right. You should not be beholden and shackled uh, to uh, the, the school uh, and implanted uh, there no matter what. Because there's a this isn't the coach who recruited you. This isn't the coaching staff that uh, convinced you to come there. You don't know what your future is going to be with these guys. So I don't think you should feel any player should feel like you know they're they're imprisoned <laughs> to stay where they were originally committed if there's a coaching change. I think they're within their right and I don't think they should have a penalty for transferring. Yeah, I'm with you. I I absolutely agree. Again, I mean, you know these kids they want to play for certain coaches. Uh, I mean, and now again you got to give Blake Anderson a chance too, but when you've been there as long as Shaq has, as long as Metzenheimer has, um, and some of these other guys, you <laughs> you feel like you deserve, you know, to be given a, uh, a chance to to stick it out with Frank, and obviously that won't be the case. And you know what? Maybe Blake Anderson finds a way to keep Frank on his staff. Well, that's I don't know. I, I don't know if he can. Yeah, I think that ship's gonna sail. But that would be his first great recruiting <laughs> job. Hey, let's switch gears. The Utah Jazz play this weekend, their first preseason game. They play the uh, Phoenix Suns, and uh, we'll have that here. Um, and uh, here on the fan. And so the Utah Jazz, uh, I think there's some expectations for this team based on a lot of players coming back. They were able to retain a lot of the key guys, not a lot of players that did anything uh, that were contributors left. Um, so it's, you know, they're able to retain Jordan Clarkson. They were able to bring back Derek Favors. 
extend Donovan Mitchell. Now, there's still some question about Rudy Gobert. Uh, that uh, contract extension is in the works, but there is kind of a deadline. Yeah. If they get it worked out before December 21st, he can get more years and more money. If they don't get it worked out before the 21st, uh, the max he could do is four years and a little bit less money, or they just wait until the contract expires and it becomes a free agent, and then they could do five years again, but then he's kind of open season for anybody, so you run the risk of losing him. So it's it's a... It's a back okay. and forth right so, now. So, according to Dan Clayton of Salt City Hoops, uh, if the Jazz extend him by December 21st, <laughs> Mike Tyson, uh, they extend him by 21st of December, it's five years turned $27 million, but must but must be at least five one ninety five. Okay? If they extend him after the 21st of December, it is four one fifty one. If they re-sign him as a free agent next summer, it is five two twenty seven, and a team with cap space signs him as a free agent. It is four one forty four. Now that assumes that the one hundred twelve million is the cap next year. Um. Hmm. I take it at man. You know, maybe wait till after the twenty first and say, "Hey, we're gonna get you four one fifty one." That's not bad. Four years, one hundred fifty one million is not bad, man. No. Now four now five one ninety five might be too much for me, and that might be uh, leaking too much into the bank account. Yeah, I I don't know if I'd be excited if I well, I mean I I'm excited to see if they can keep Rudy Gobert under contract. I don't know that I'd give a big thumbs up over that deal. Which one, the five or the, four? The five years one, and one ninety five. Just because it, it it limits your opportunity for other players, and I just I really worry about throwing that much money at a big man in today's NBA. Because you can go out and find another big man. Granted, he's for, he's been a first-team All-NBA guy, Defensive Player of the Year twice. He's he's pretty elite level. There's not too many guys like Rudy Gobert. Mm-hmm. So where does Rudy Gobert uh, rank on this top 100 by ESPN? Jeez. A year ago, he was ranked number 14. A little teaser here, no jazz player ranked that high in this list this year. In fact, Rudy Gobert himself dropped 12 spots, coming in at number 26. And the big issue here, according to the guys who put this together, is this unsettled contract. That if they don't get it figured out, it could lead to some discontent and maybe not, you know, not the most dialed in, most focused Rudy Gobert. Mm-hmm. If he's not happy with You his think that's going to be a problem? He says, look, that's why I have an agent to work through all this. I'm just here to play basketball. But at the end of the day, you want to get it worked out so you're not messing around. Uh, Rudy Gobert, number 26. Is that appropriate? Would you put him as a number 26 player in the NBA? Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> it's, it's about who's in front of him that bothers me a lot. Um. Look, we, I've made it very clear that I feel like um, he is uh, one of the top big men in the NBA. And we have – got to find it here now. There we go. Uh, let's see here. We have – you said he was 26, right? Yes. Carl Anthony Towns is at 23. Uh, 
I don't man, buy that at all. Zion Williamson is at 19. After one year, Zion what? Williamson is at 19. Half a year. Not even a full year. Yeah, not even a full year. Devin Booker's at 17, man. Ben Simmons, who can't even hit the backboard when shooting a three, is at 16. Uh, Bam, I get. Jill Embiid, uh, okay, fine. Yeah, Carl Anthony Towns, that one bothers me. Carl Anthony Towns, like, in no way. That is horrible. That's lazy. Um, Carl Anthony Towns on a decent program with a, an ownership that is committed to winning different situation or is it just you know what they they're that program kind of gets stuck because of Carl Anthony oh he he'll get exposed go somewhere else and he'll get exposed really quickly for the, like how much he actually really truly is worth and it's not even close to what he's getting paid right now man not even remotely close uh Donovan Mitchell is the only jazz player who moved up in the rankings last year he came in at number 20 this year 18. A little bit of movement from him. They said one of the things they'd like to see out of Donovan to continue his rise in the NBA, get to the free throw line more. Give himself more opportunities to get points for free at the free so, throw line. So, okay, so they're going to put him at 19? 18. 18? And yet they're still going to freaking rank Devin Booker above him? Like, what has Booker done that Donovan hasn't? That puts. I think Devin is, is a more pure scorer. Is more of a pure scorer than than Donovan. What do you mean? I, I mean, I mean, just more points per game. Who else is going to touch the ball and score the points? But uh, I think that Booker, Donovan Mitchell has Bojan. He Booker has showed, Bear. Booker showed some real improvement in the bubble and just how that team was was growing in the second half of the season. <laughs> uh, Phoenix is going to be a, a dangerous team this year. I think they're going to be a fun team to watch. Drugs? Hey, I'm going to be like, hey, we're going to do our segment of what to watch for, and I'm going to be like, hey, I'm excited to see you know the the Lakers and the Bucks go at it. And you're going to be like, you know what? I'm really excited about the Suns versus the Timberwolves because I get to see Devin Booker and the Suns team, who I think is going to be a dark horse in the West. I mean, that, yeah, but, I, but I don't average know, 30 man. points a game, six assists per game in the bubble. In the bubble, Eric. In the bubble. It's true. Uh, moving on. <laughs> uh, the next highest player from the Jazz. Mike Connolly coming in at number 71. Pretty big gap there. Probably the, the biggest drop-off. Last year, he was at 24. Uh, but the, the we all know, it's been well documented, he struggled in the Jazz uniform for much of the season. But before the shutdown, he was, from the end of the All-Star break to the shutdown, he was really starting to come along. And he yeah. was really like, okay, this this is what we were excited for. And then he played well in the bubble. So um, uh, just the question is, you know, how well does he fit in? Is he going to stay healthy? So Mike Connolly, yeah, it, that's, yeah, one of the biggest drops the way, for the Jazz players. Yeah, that's a big key is can he stay healthy. I'm with 24 you on that to 71. one. 24-71. Absolutely agree. Uh, Boyan Bogdanovich is next, right behind him at 73. He was previously ranked 48. Uh, just the concern there is his wrist injury. Um, how much does that affect his shooting coming into this year? And will he miss games because of, he's not fully there yet? And then Joe Ingles is the last one that made the top 100. 
Last year, he was ranked 62. This year, 89. Wow. Joe Ingles did struggle last year being the sixth man. Definitely that struggled, role. Yep. But I think this year, knowing that he'd be in that second unit, anchoring it with, with Derek Favors and Jordan Clarkson, and he had a great connection with Derek Favors in the pick-and-roll action, I, I think Jordan, or excuse me, uh, Joe Ingles is set for a, a good year in a Jazz uniform. I think he's going to be a great part of that second unit. Facilitator, uh, somebody who can move the ball, and uh, at times, you know, defensive presence that's going to get into the opponent's heads. Hmm. Where is... Okay, if you were to do a, like a six-man off the bench, no starters, just six-man or, I mean, off-the-bench players, where would you put Jordan Clarkson in the top, like, out of 50? Of just six men? Of ju- or just bench players, sorry. Just bench players? I would think he's got to be top 10. That Amen. Okay, I just want to make sure we're on the same page. Yeah. I think Jordan Clarkson's very undervalued. And I think he's a much better player than what uh, people or national media give him credit for. Agreed. Uh, so anyway, that's uh, ESPN Top 100. Um, I-, I think that I think Donovan's pretty accurate. I thought maybe a little bit higher. Uh, surprised to see the drop off that they put for Rudy. Yeah, me too. Um, and, and Mike Connolly, that doesn't be that drastic of a drop off. Boyan, yes, some uncertainty about his wrist, but I, he'll be there. I, I'm excited about this Jazz team. Uh, the main big core of this team is back, and uh, and I like the additions that they've made in the off season. So I, I'm excited for this Jazz team and what they'll be able to do. Yeah, me too. In the Western Conference. All right, coming up next here in the Full Court Press, our pick six. The six things we think might happen this weekend. The new home for the Full Court Press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric France and Ajay Salveson. Uh, one last thing from the text line before we get to our pick six. 5338 text in. I think the poor ranking for Jazz players is reflective of their playoff performance in losing three straight games to the Denver Nuggets. Could be. Yeah, absolutely could be. They could say, look, perhaps. I guess that he has had one one game where he had four, what, four games, three games to beat the Nuggets once. Four chances to close it out. And one of them you were up 16 in, late in the third and you couldn't even get the job done. Yeah. And I, I, I don't have any disagreement with Jamal Murray where he's ranked or where Jokic is ranked. None at all. I think they are very fittingly where they're supposed to be. So, All right, let's get to our pick six. Pick six. Six things we think might happen this weekend. One of us is screwed. It's probably me. (laughs) All right. uh, I won last week. Good for you. Nobody cares. I'm... Oh, hey. I'm going to try to help you out this time. I've usually oh, no, deferred don't freaking, and make you go first. Don't be throwing pick sixes, so shoeless I'm, Joe Jackson. I'm going to go first this time. I think you're going to try and purposely lose. No. Uh, okay, Utah Jazz preseason game Saturday. Mie Oni minutes. Oh, jeez. Minutes played by Mie Oni for the Utah Jazz. Five and a half. Over or under? Over. Um, I'm going to take the under. Okay, San Jose State is playing Nevada in Las Vegas this weekend. Ah, that's a good one. San Jose's 5-0, and Nevada's 6-1. and Winner gets to go to Boise to play Mount West Conference's prodigal son. 
Uh, San Jose State currently favored by three. You take the over or the under? San Jose State's favored by three? Yes. Under. Wow. That's crazy. I'm going to take the over. Yeah. I mean, do. Honestly. I, I, I'm going to believe in San Jose this hey, year. Believe. Weird year. Uh, finally, in the NFL, the Bills are hosting the Steelers. Bills by three. Man, this is tough because the Steelers have been through a gauntlet like the last week. Um, wait, what is it? Bills by three. Under. I'm also going to take the under. Steelers have had two straight back-to-back bad weeks. I think mm-hmm. they'll turn it around. Okay, what are your three? Okay, so uh, a couple of my games were canceled, so now I have to go to something else. Dude, that's the biggest pain in the butt. Uh, BYU plays San Diego State. BYU favored by 17.5 over under. BYU by 17 and a half? Yep. Uh, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the over. They're pissed. The San Diego State's a good def- defensive team. Yeah, Very but similar style to Coastal Carolina, too, and run, running the ball and controlling the clock. LeBron James and the Lakers play the L.A. Clippers at Staples Center. LeBron James, minutes. I'm going to set it. Twelve and a half. Uh, I'm going to say under. I'm going to say under. And then finally, my New England Patriots get ready to, in a rematch of the Super Bowl, uh, whatever that was, versus the Rams at L.A. Turnovers. Wait, who has more turnovers, the Rams or the Patriots? Uh, I'm going to say Patriots. I'm going to say it's even. Oh. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Okay, tiebreaker, uh, final score, Utah State and uh, Colorado State. I'm going to say 25-17 Utah State. Um, I'm going to say I'm going to say 32-18 to 18 USU. I like the Aggies in this one. I think the players are going to be mad. They're going to play angry. They want to leave a message. They're going to play for Frank. All right, that's our pick six for the week. When we come back, some final thoughts. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric Franson, and Ajay Salveson. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. Whether it was on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, the 106.9 The Fan mobile app, or streaming online, 1069thefan.com. Always appreciate it. Always appreciate the interaction as well. A lot of great text messages today reacting to the news that Utah State has found their next guy, and it's uh, not anyone currently on staff and not anyone currently attached or previously attached yeah, to the program. There was no and not even a guy who was like rumored to be a thought. Uh, Blake Anderson from Arkansas State coming to be the next head football coach at USU. There's been 
several Utah State football players going to social media, announcing their displeasure. Has <laughs> there ever? Man. They, uh, <laughs> they love Frank Miley. As they should. As they should. Speaks well to his character. And uh, what he's done. And what he's done. I, I Like I've said many times, I hope there's a way to keep him on staff, but I don't know if he chooses to do that. Well, have a great night, everybody. We'll see you back here tomorrow.